Well, welcome to From the Field, episode number 12. If this is your first time joining us, my name is Ryan Hughley. I'm lead pastor of Ridgeline Church in Salt Lake City and the founder of Telio, a care and formation ministry for pastors. And my name is Tyler Dravitz. I serve as the executive pastor of Ridgeline Church, and I'm also the president of MyXP, which is a ministry where we provide remote executive pastor support to churches around the country. And if you've never joined us for an episode from the field as a podcast for specifically for pastors and ministry leaders, where Tyler and I discuss all things related to ministry, but specifically from the vantage point of both a lead pastor and an executive pastor. And uh, as we come to episode 12 and we're recording, uh, we are coming up on the 4th of July this weekend. And many states, unfortunately, are having to take steps backwards, it seems. They're having to close beaches and bars and restaurants, all due to increased uh, spike in COVID cases, which is just exactly mm. what we needed Can't at this wait. point in 2020. Uh, and as we've we've talked about this all week long, um, it's really become apparent that, that as much as it is uh, uncomfortable and no one wants to admit it, there's no clear end in sight yeah. uh, to this shutdown to quarantine, even as states have started to open up and restrictions have loosened and now their steps being taken back and it just feels like there's no end in sight. And mm -hmm. so that's really what we're going to talk about today is how do we think about that and how do we uh, adjust life and ministry accordingly. But before we jump into some of those more practical steps uh, that we're seeking to take in light of that, well, let's just talk a little bit about how we're feeling in the midst of it. Because I think we're quick to rush right to what pastors should do in light sure. of whatever's happening. And very rarely do we take time to stop and take stock of how are we in the midst of it. Yeah. So like, as so we're in Utah, as everybody knows, probably that's listening to this. <clears throat> and until what, last Friday, masks were not required anywhere no. that you mm -hmm. went. They no. were recommended. Costco. 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 Yeah, yeah. Still Costco. That's it. But they were, they were recommended. And by and large, I would say based on the majority of places that I go, at best 50% of people are wearing masks mm, yeah, and that's mm -hmm. pretty generous. And especially in the last couple of weeks, I feel like even employees, lots of places were, it was just less them. and yeah. less. Yeah. And, uh, so Friday, this, mm -hmm. uh, uh, order comes out from our governor, I believe that at least in our two largest counties, masks are required now in any public space indoors anyways. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about that when it happened, but talk a little bit about how that felt yeah. seemingly taking a step backwards and then also just how you're feeling in general. Sure. Well, that didn't feel good at all. <laughs> and it was a pretty dark weekend. So uh, you had last week off, mm -hmm. which gave us the ability to kind of pre-do our service. As people who listen know, we've been doing a live stream. Right. And so Sundays have largely been um, just as busy for me, but complicated in new ways versus right. ways that I'm familiar with. So right. I would argue a lot worse mm -hmm. from a stress standpoint because yeah. every week Tons there was, of problems yeah, solving. just like a, an error message that I've never read before in my life came up. So, um, so I had like Saturday, Sunday, and then I take Mondays off and I got to tell you, getting the news that we were what felt at the moment like a huge regression mm -hmm. and then being single as I am, which our so listeners single. would never be aware of, yeah. but, um, and then being single and having my friends gone and just at home, it was a pretty dark weekend. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was like, that was not, it was just rough. Yeah. There was not a lot of very exciting things that took place other than the way I solved the problem was I decided, you know what, COVID 
COVID summer sucks Mm -hmm. and I am going to make 4th of July fun for myself and the people that I enjoy. (laughs) And so me and me and a friend, uh, Matt Bourne, he's, uh, the lead designer with reborn, which Uh does all our graphic design stuff. Um, we went to a firework tent and spent let's, far let's, let's more. just say regardless of where you are in the United States, you will probably see our personal Listen, fireworks. That's show. okay that the state of Utah canceled <laughs> fireworks. I'm here to tell you They're there will be them. some in the Cottonwood Heights area because <laughs> uh, we, uh, we've just decided that this will be a summer to remember for the 4th of July. Yep. And I had to reorganize many of my YNAB categories. <laughs> and I think Matt's going to pay me uh, some in cash so that it's not real clear to <laughs> his spouse exactly how much he spent on fireworks. And that's just the way it's going to go. Yeah. And uh, we've ordered safety goggles, so I don't want to hear anything about that. But I think what what probably a good therapist would call that is misdirection. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, but no, in all fairness, I think... Um, uh, the the point of this co- podcast, as is true for so many of our podcasts, uh, comes out of our own immediate experience. Mm-hmm. Not like, here's what we learned six years ago, right? but here's what I learned 20 minutes yeah. before we hit yeah. record. Here's what we're doing right or now. Or here's what I'm in the middle of and it's just going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. How would you describe the pulse of the pastors that you've interacted with over oh, the last yeah. two weeks? So I think... Uh, the way that I talk about it, uh, and I've, I've shared this with several today and everyone just like sort of groans in agreement, but I think this happened mm-hmm. and pastors immediately thought, you know what, I can like, I can grin and bear it. Mm-hmm. I can muscle through. I'm a leader. I have mm-hmm. too much responsibility. Mm-hmm. I've got to be able to respond to people mm-hmm. and I have to uh, love and shepherd my people well. I have to be there for them to come to mm-hmm. all of that. And we're going to get through this and mm-hmm. I'm going to have to learn how to stream and I'm going to mm-hmm. learn how to pastor differently. And I'm going to do more things on zoom. If I even knew what zoom was and all of these things, and I'm going to get through it and, and it's going to be over and it's going to be fine. And we're going to like work on getting back to whatever it looks like. But that's the goal. Let's get back to where we were. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and what I have learned is like just about to a man, everyone mm-hmm. had about a three to four month run on that. And everyone's just real tired. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, one of the conversations we've been having, in, and I really appreciate, uh, is there's just been a lot of conversation about who is a first responder. Mm-hmm. And you think of something like 9-11, and so mm-hmm. immediately you think of the EMTs and firefighters and police officers and people like that. Yeah, people in medicine. But as COVID has been taking place, we've we've heard a lot more about those who work in grocery stores and those who deliver food mm-hmm. and those who are servers in restaurants and mm-hmm. things like that. And regardless of the context, I haven't heard anyone talk about those in ministry Mm -hmm. as first responders. And I even think, you know, prior to this, I looked it up and it's just people who are trained to respond in emergency. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, I've been working with a lot of pastors in a lot of different situations and uh, that's what they do. And that's Mm -hmm. what they've been doing from really the get go of COVID Mm -hmm. is, is responding many with very little to no break mm-hmm. and and many with very little to no opportunity to like stop going and stop churning because they needed to be there for people they mm-hmm. needed to be there for their families they needed to be there for their church 
And I think everyone is just, re- I mean, even as right. people sign on mm-hmm. to Zoom, you can just tell people are like, well, I don't want to be doing this right now. Right. <laughs> Did you get beat with a stick right before we had this conversation? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I would <clears throat> I would echo the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I had this odd experience, I guess at this point it was two weeks ago, the week before we went on vacation, where I'd been largely... I felt like I was fine because I just kind of been head down doing the work like you're talking about that needed to be done. And because there was no foreseeable end in sight, I don't think that I ever like lifted my head to even think about how is this impacting me? Yeah. And then I think I hit a Monday morning, the Monday before we were going to go away on vacation. And it was like just hitting a wall. Where I did, I, I had this thought that Monday morning. If I have to write one more thing, I'm I want to <laughs> die, and I uh, really really struggled to write a message that week, and I was just sick of it. Yeah, honestly, like I think it's just been, it has been hard, monotonous, taxing, trying and depleting, and there just has not been a ton. We've talked about this alone, like for months now, there just has not been a ton to fill anyone's tank through this. No, even until recently, if you were going to quote, take a break or go on vacation, right? What, more time at home doing nothing <laughs> like, right. Cause there weren't really a, a little bit. Now there's places to go. Sure. Um, but I've you, already watched Netflix. Yeah. All just of it. All of it. <laughs> Everything that they have to offer. <laughs> but then even like as a family who just traveled last week, it's great to be able to do that again. And it's very stressful. Like Tam and I had a lot of conversation about, is this negligent to go mm. somewhere? So there's also this kind of overhanging stress that comes along with even trying to take your quote unquote break right now. So, so yeah, so it's just a lot. And yeah. so I think, I think the reality that's setting in is there was a point at which we all thought this was going to be like a couple of weeks. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, exactly what we planned for initially. Yeah. Then it was like, okay, this is going to be, a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And now if anyone is not embracing the fact that we really don't know and that there is just no for sure end in sight, sure. I love you and you are what the Bible would call a fool. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the, that's the Bible term Good, because good. you, we just don't know. So let's, let's talk a little bit about how we're thinking about that and how we're trying to uh, adjust accordingly. So I got four things to hit on uh, today. The first one is um, we're only planning for the present. Yeah. So talk a little bit about why that is. Yeah, I think um, just my personal experience and then also through the churches that we support with MyXP, um, I think everyone, and, and I think the the intentions are good, the desire to like move on to what's next mm-hmm. uh, is something I can resonate very deeply with. You know, we we love big fans of West Wing mm-hmm. and a, a line that's on that show all the time is what's, what's next? next. But right now, like the answer is I don't know. Right. And spending a lot of time, energy or money focused on even within the next couple of weeks, just may get a wrench. I had a call with a pastor today who like was really frustrated by the fact that they had a lot of plans for July and all those plans are on hold. Mm-hmm. Everything's on hold. And I think mm-hmm. that, um, I think that, uh, we are, uh, we are encouraged. We are commanded. Don't worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 
because tomorrow has enough worry on its own. Mm -hmm. And I think that we really need to be in a place where we are faithful with today. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true all the time, but as leaders, there is some balance to, and we're responsible to know the direction of our organization and have plans for the future and this and that, but whether it be budgeting conversations because fiscal years are coming to a close or any Mm -hmm. of that, the answer is we don't know. Mm -hmm. And we have to just focus on today. And I think I've had so many conversations of, well, the what ifs and this and that. And in general, I mean, one of the reasons my XP exists is to help pastors figure that out. Mm -hmm. And I think the best way that we can serve our pastors with my XP, the best way we can serve people who are listening to this is to just remind them like, like do good today, Mm -hmm. just do good today and work on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had a conversation yesterday about how how things are going at Ridgeline, which mm-hmm. by and large were have been extremely blessed. And and the reality is, like, with every week that goes by, it seems like one more person gets laid off yeah. or has some implication in their yeah. job. And uh, you know, it's interesting. We talked about prayer requests on our last episode, but as we read our prayer requests, there's just this like it's like people emotionally and mentally and spiritually right now live inside of a of a pinball machine yeah where it's like one week they're like we're doing so good god's so faithful the next week's like the sky is falling and sure. now there's murder <laughs> hornets yep and uh so i think people are just oh, are, i wouldn't are, give for the murder hornets uh, you yeah. know i feel like at least you'd have something tangible to kill and fight right and that would sure. be that would be a win um, but yeah, we just, no one knows for sure. And, and you've done a really good job. I think a couple of times of talking me off the ledge of <laughs> let's try something else or do something different sure. when the truth is no. And I think where I have a lot of empathy right now is that there are, because there has not been very, what I would argue is very clear and helpful federal leadership through this whole mm. thing. And it has been left to States. You have, as you and I both know, we have some churches that have gone even here in our own Valley that have their own spaces. So they've gone back to gathering. Yeah. And we have no idea if there is not an order coming that will take us back to something closer to shelter in place and quarantine. Totally. So I feel for, I mean, I totally understand the, uh, angst and the urgency to like, let's get back to normal because people need it because we need it because all of that. But I do feel bad for people that were on the front line of that. Mm -hmm. And now, there there's a wrench in their plan or they're yeah. not sure what the future is going to hold. So I think it's really good advice to go slow and really plan for the present and be yep. okay with that. So number one is we're really trying to plan for the present. <clears throat> the second is uh, we're trying to communicate honestly, um, you know, with our church, whether that's in individual conversations or global communication with our entire church community, church family. Um, I don't think this is the time for like, overly optimistic communication. Yeah. I think it's a time to, to not, not be like Debbie Downer, but just very sober minded with what we communicate to people. I think because of the exact emotional response that you had to this mask order that just came out, because we have been, it has felt largely in Salt Lake. Our numbers had been relatively low. We were on the backside of this sucker. Totally. It felt it like... Was- Everything's going back That's to right. normal. This is great. And then all of a sudden I have to dress like Batman every time I go out <laughs> in public. And Wait. that was, he wears a mask. Oh yeah. It's a, it's reverse Batman. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say. That's true. That's a fair point. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Everyone would just let that go, but you immediately nah. had to jump on it. <laughs> um, so um, I think 
the emotional toll that it takes on people when you are in the name of, I think, being encouraging and giving people hope if you're overly optimistic communication does in fact prove to be inaccurate. Yeah. I don't think that that little injection of hope is worth the massive withdrawal that totally. it makes on people's hearts. If you were wrong. Yep. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it was really surprising for me to how, cause I know like it doesn't even mean that we are taking steps back. And I actually might be a better precaution to take steps forward, Yeah, but that's not what it felt like. Right. And I just think that we just don't have the extra bandwidth to like work through those things unnecessarily because yeah. they're coming outside of our control. And so we don't need to create, especially them. as leaders right. to be reasons why people are like, Hey, you know what? Don't worry. You're going to get on that vacation. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I got, I got plans to head down to Orlando to my favorite place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that sucker probably is going to close before I get there. It's <laughs> not even open yet. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they're going to be like, mm, we're closing down. Yeah. And, and so, and I'm going to have to figure out what to do then. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I think that uh, we're going to have to take these things as they come. And I don't need cheerleaders on the side pushing me so far one way that I can't recover. Yeah, no, I think that's good. So we're only planning for the present. We're trying to communicate honestly. Uh, The third is we're really working to get some rest. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what informed um, our time away. That's what informs you going down to Orlando. Fingers Mm -hmm. crossed. Lord willing, we'll knock on wood. I'm yeah. not even superstitious, but let's do all of it because <laughs> you might be unbearable <laughs> if it doesn't happen. Yeah. People think you cry on the podcast now. Oh, wait, man. wait till that doesn't happen. <laughs> wait. Um, <clears throat> but I think that's a really big, th- to your point, uh, everyone went head down and mm-hmm. has run real hard yeah. for real long now. And uh, that would be a fine strategy if this had only been three weeks or even three months, but now there's, we really don't know. Like we don't know that we gather again normally inside of 2020. No one knows that for sure. So to continue to run at that pace forever is going to take a significant toll on people emotionally. Mm -hmm. I think that it can lead to addiction. It can lead to, all kinds of things, sure. none of which are good. Yep. And so it's a time where it's really important for people to look at their rhythms. I think their daily rhythms, their weekly rhythms, their monthly rhythms, an annual rhythm. And, but, but specifically, like, I know that there are some pastors who, or ministry leaders who might be listening. They're like, well, that sounds great. I don't have the, the luxury of going on vacation right now, or sure. I'm afraid to take time off right now. Like, what would you say to, People who are listening who might be either pastors or might be, you know, elders that could Mm. help or speak into that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think a couple of things, and this isn't universal, but I know that um, one of the things that we've taken away from this season is God has absolutely um, continued to provide for his church. Yeah. I think as I look at even the small section, uh, it certainly doesn't represent the whole, but a small section of churches with my XP, we've seen people uh, be more faithful than they have in the past. We also saw God provide that uh, in a very unusual way, uh, churches were able to apply for and receive uh, a PPP loan. Mm-hmm. Um 
without knowing and and as their giving has grown uh, i haven't seen a lot of churches need to dip into that Mm -hmm. and so from a financial health standpoint and the truth is you just have some less expenses i have one church in oregon where they were talking about you know typically their electricity bill this time of year is about twelve hundred dollars and it was two hundred dollars yeah and just things like that that you're just not seeing that same kind of use and so i think from a financial standpoint certainly let's not lose our minds Mm -hmm. but i i would like to say if i've got any elders listening, if I've got any uh, people who can make decisions listening, uh, please, the next thing you do, press pause right now, gather together the group of people who can make a decision and have a real honest conversation about what does it look like to provide your pastor some kind of hazard pay. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've continued to read hazard pay for the grocery store workers and for those who work in restaurants. And I've seen people come and Starbucks just paid everybody to be off for like four months. For so long. (laughs) I got to tell you, I've never wanted to go back to Starbucks so much in my life. (laughs) I just, I I was like, what? And I I asked people, I was like, Hey, did you work? I mean, in Utah, I think we had two stores open and everyone was like, well, why would I work? I was getting paid if I didn't work. Yeah. Uh, But regardless, and, and people in unemployment having a hard time going back to work because they're making more than they did before all Mm -hmm. of that. And meanwhile, these pastors have been working so hard. Mm -hmm. And so by all means, I believe mm-hmm. that God has provided for it, mm-hmm. and it's so appropriate for you to bless your pastor in a way that puts him in a place where, one, you give him the permission to mm-hmm. take off time, absolutely, that you make sure that they know, because part of it is, you know, people are going back to work, and there's lots of businesses making decisions about, well, we're not going to honor time off requests now, because everyone had a mm-hmm. lot of time off at home, and this and that. Not I'm us. telling you, yeah. the pastors did not have the time off at home. That did no. not happen for your pastor. And so there's a great opportunity to encourage them to go on. If you've got a timeshare, you don't know what you're going to do with, offer it to them, uh, whatever the case might be. And if you're not in that position, like this is sort of the like my version of call your senator, pick up your phone, call mm-hmm. your elder and make sure yeah. that they're at least talking about it. Yeah. Because I think it's super important. Like I said, as, <clears throat> as we've had an opportunity to support pastors, as I've had an opportunity to have these calls the last couple of weeks, guys are tired. Mm-hmm. I have pastors who feel like I'd love to go on vacation. I have an opportunity to go on vacation. Can I make that ask? And mm-hmm. how do I make that ask? And so don't like in the midst of all of this, I think, I think you as an elder might be thinking, well, I hope that's not my pastor. Mm-hmm. He should know that he could always make that ask. Well, don't be the guy who assumes that it's not your pastor. Mm-hmm. Be the guy who rem- who removes that as an option <clears throat> and call and, and, and establish that as like something they need to do. And, and don't, don't give them the option, but force them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a great opportunity. I know even in talking about your time off, mm-hmm. we were wondering who would preach. Preaching is not something that God has lit a fire in my soul for. Mm-hmm. I've done it a time or two yeah. and, and that's plenty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, but right now, we were able to reach out to someone who uh, who helped us uh, plant uh, Ridgeline from mm-hmm. afar, a pastor mm-hmm. in Illinois, Ashley, mm-hmm. and and he was able to record a sermon and send it to us. Mm-hmm. And so there wasn't the airline expense and all of those kind of things. And so there's a great opportunity for your pulpits to get covered, uh, for you to help lead and love on your people while the pastor's away. So please, I think, like I said, uh, you know, let's push them on, on some time off so that they can. Gen- 
genuinely get us through this season. Mm -hmm. And two, let's make sure that they have the resources available to do that, whatever that looks like for your church. Mm -hmm. Um, But I believe that uh, in most cases, as I've been on a lot, like countless webinars and all of that through this, everyone kind of starts off by asking the question, financially, how are you doing? And everyone has been so blessed by how God's provided. And so let's use some of that provision to bless and love our pastors. I think because of the last five minutes of what you just said, this is going to be the episode that lead pastors send to their elder boards (laughs) to be like, I've been listening to this great podcast. You should check this out. (laughs) (laughs) And do it by all means. Do it. And I, I mean, I, I think that the only thing I would say in addition to that to lead pastors is if you are struggling with any amount of fear or insecurity around like my church is going through a difficult time. Now is not the time for me to step away. Uh, that's not true. Um, we've got a handful of people in our church that are going through exceptionally difficult seasons. I mean, like life falling apart type of things. And, uh, I went away for 10 days. I think I was out Mm -hmm. altogether and, uh, turns out they're all still here. Yep. And, uh, I mean, their lives are not together yet and they're still having a hard time, <laughs> yep. but, um, Jesus was actually faithful to them. And I think, I think what's a really good, I think that we have a very important job as pastors yeah. for sure. Yeah. And we need to constantly not only remember, but practice the fact that we're not God Yeah. by stepping away and trusting him to, to care in our absence. Yeah. And uh yeah, so that's it. Don't just don't allow fear of or some sort of overrealized sense of divinity uh in your own life to keep you from being willing to hit pause and take a break right now. Sure. Well, and I think I mean you use that uh illustration from like when you're on an airplane all the yeah, time. Yeah, the oxygen mask yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. That you take it, you, you know, that you, you know, are supposed to put yours on before helping right. someone else. And I think that I think that a lot of people have worked really hard to make sure everyone's are on. Yep. And I think it's really time to take and, and put yours on yourself. My guess would be <clears throat> if any pastor listening were to take even a two week vacation, mm-hmm. their church will not close. No. But if they continue to run as hard as they've been running mm, and they hit a wall and burn out, there is much higher likelihood that your church will Especially close. now. Yeah. How do you search for a new pastor right now? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So we are working hard and we all need to work very hard to get some rest, which leads us to our fourth point, which is kind of related. And I wanted to bookend with this and, and kind of bring us back to where we started, but we're intentionally pacing ourselves. One of the things that I feel like <clears throat> every time you and I process what you're hearing from lots of lead pastors or mm-hmm. something that I've talked to a friend about the phrase that you keep saying over and over again is everyone just needs to chill out. Mm-hmm. And what you're speaking to is the issue of pacing yeah. that we need. To, and, and so here's, I've, I've been thinking about this, about what it, cause there's, there is, um, there is a, a kind of pastor or, and I don't think it's just a pastor thing. It's a person thing. I think in any job they were in, they would be wired this way. Yeah. But there's a kind of pastor that in seasons and situations like this, rather than, than step back, take a breath, focus on communion with God, focus on, they're going to like, we're going to keep driving forward. Yeah. We're going to drive, 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 because that's what people need. Yep. And they baptize it in the name of care. They baptize it in the name of shepherding. And yep. the truth is it has way more to do with you than it has to do with the people in your church. Yeah. I really do believe that. 
because I think that <clears throat> we were talking yesterday and I was thinking about this. I, I have a, I have a, a working theory that I have absolutely no way to prove whatsoever, but sure. I still think it's right. Yeah. Cause you really, really think so. Yeah. And that theory is that by and large, this whole thing, when, especially when it pertains to the church, like mm-hmm. church is not being able to gather on Sunday. This has been one million times more disruptive to pastors and church staffs than it has been to the average just Christian church goer. Totally. And I base that on the fact that um, we would love to believe that every single person in our church attended church every single Sunday. They were in their small group. They serve. They give. They do all. They, they mark all the boxes. Yeah. Uh, the reality would be that lots of people attend church like one or two times a month yep. and the rest of the time they're podcasting. So the reality is this hasn't been that different than a lot of people's normal church attendance. Sure. But for those of us who are pastors, it's disrupted for some of us, the very core of our identity. Yeah. And, and I think that if we don't have the self-awareness to understand that, mm-hmm. that we will drive ourselves and drive, if we have a staff, we'll drive our staff or our volunteers to the brink of burnout, all in the name of, well, we're caring for people. No, you're really trying to manage and mitigate your own insecurity and your own justification of, if I don't, if I'm not like doing everything all of the time, then what am I? Sure. I mean, it's, it's absolutely a control thing. And I feel like if I've learned anything from COVID, which I'm not sure what I have learned, but other than there aren't murder hornets or they're not coming to get me. I I know that. But if I've learned anything, it's that um, we are not in control of anything. Mm -hmm. I I just, no matter what I try to plan or what I try to do, like uh, I have to trust that God's in control. I don't, I don't know how people are making it through this season without at least clinging to that. But we can't, you can't plan it. You can't execute it and you can't, um, deliver in such a way that like makes this go away or mm-hmm. makes people feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Cause even if you are like driving your team to execute some sort of horrible event where everyone shows up in masks and has to like <laughs> air hug. If I see one more person on TV, try to air hug good grief. It's pretty painful. But I just feel like, um, we have to accept the fact that like, I don't know when this, like I said, I thought we were coming out of it and we are not. Yep. And, uh, and so I just have to trust God. I have to be mm-hmm. a faithful, uh, Christian, a faithful pastor, a faithful leader today mm-hmm. and, uh, get up and try again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think you said this a few minutes ago, but I think it's a good place to kind of bring this to a close. And that really is just like, do a good job today. Yeah. And, um, we're not talking about, you know, being negligent about the future and having no idea that as this stuff, you're like, what? Like, no, (laughs) you should have some general plan of life after COVID for sure. But, uh, any attaching any timeline to that right Mm. now is spending any money on it. Yeah. is just is unwise at best. So I think to just really do your best with today Yeah, and, and be a good shepherd of people and be a really good more than anything else shepherd of your own soul because if you don't do that well you're not going to be able to care for anybody else where anybody else well yep good i'm really glad that i could crash and burn at the end of that sentence way to do it batman yeah oh wow (laughs) oh i'm just gonna lean on it i'm just gonna let that go okay all All right. right fair enough Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Uh, Again, as we ask every week, if you've enjoyed it, uh, if you could just do three simple things, subscribe uh, uh, wherever it is that you listen to to podcasts. If you could leave us a quick review 
help us spread the word on social media. We would appreciate all of that. If you want any more information about the ministries that Tyler and I lead, you can visit telio.church and myxp.church. If you want to connect with us on social media, you can find me on Instagram at at Ryan Hughley. That's H-U-G-U-L-E-Y. And you can find me at, at Tyler Dravitz. That's at T-Y-L-E-R-D-R-E-W-I-T-Z. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Until then, thanks for listening and have a great week.